Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. And uh, Pastor Blake started about two weeks. This is the third week. Um, and, and the series is titled, Right Comes Out Right. Amen? If you're taking notes, I'm sure you already have this in your notebook, but if you don't, uh, write this down, Right Comes Out Right. And we're breaking down every single one of these letters in the, in the word right, R-I-G-H-T, amen? And the first week, he, he ministered on respect. The second week, he ministered on instruction, I believe it was. Is that correct? Is that, is that right? Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, amen? And tonight, I'm going to be ministering on grow, amen, how we grow in the Lord, Amen? And I want to encourage you this morning, this evening, I keep saying this morning, but glory to God, it's evening time and there's a storm outside, amen? How many are glad you're in here and not out there? Amen. amen, hallelujah. But there's a storm in here too, amen? And it's a fight, the, the, the devil is fighting for you. And so I want to minister just for a few minutes this evening and uh, just, I want to encourage you and I want to minister on how to reach our full potential and we titled the message, Taking Back What Belongs to You. You say, how does this... Uh, how are we getting growth in this? How are we talking about growing in God when we talk about going back uh, to get what belongs to us? Amen. And I want to just say this for just a few moments. A lot of times in our Christian walk, we are too busy fighting for what we haven't gotten yet. Amen. We're so busy, we, you know, what we've lost, and we're fighting for that. And we're asking God to, to replenish or, or refurbish or bring something into our life when we should be looking forward to what God is doing in our life. Amen? God is going to bless us. He's going to pour out His Spirit upon us. And so I want to minister for just a few minutes on how to reach your full potential. How can I grow to my fullest ability with God? Amen? If you have your Bibles, if you would, turn to Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 23. And I'm going to read this, and it's, I'm going to read it as quickly as I can because it's a lot of Scripture here, okay? But stay with me for just a moment. It says, I want you to know how... Much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now, that's a very important scripture right there. It says, in him lie all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. Now, how many know that there are well-crafted arguments out there in this world? You can begin to tell a testimony of what God is doing in your life, and somebody will reinvent uh, the will, per se. They got something else to say, or, or, or something they think is better than what you have. It says, I, it says for though... I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. 
For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with, alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He counseled the record of the charges against us, and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rulers are only shadows of the, really, of the reality yet to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on, on, on pious uh, self-denied or the worship of angels, saying that they have, they have had visions about these things. Their sinful mind have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. You have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world such as don't handle or, 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 or don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere uh, human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious uh, self-denial and and, and severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice that the, 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 the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Amen? What am I reading? Is that the wrong scripture? What, what, did I already finish the first scripture? Man, you just kept me running and going, huh? I'm telling you what, that was Romans 12 too. Is that right? Is that where you went? Let's go 12 too. Can you have 12 too there? Praise God. Let's read 12 too. That's the one I wanted. And then we're going to pray and we're, I'm going I'm to preach. Hallelujah, amen. There's a lot of meat in that one scripture right there, amen. Do you have it or no? I'm going to get it right here. Glory to God. Romans chapter 12. Verse 2, we all know the scripture, amen? It's a very popular passage of scripture. It says, it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, amen? Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we come before you tonight. Lord, we ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to receive your word tonight, God. We thank you for what you're doing in us, God. We need a spiritual growth in our life. And God, right now, we make a fresh commitment to you, Lord, to be responsible, to do what you ask us to do, Father God, to grow as a man or woman of God, Lord, so we can be who you want us to be and not what the world wants us to be, God. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. So I want to ask you a question this morning, this evening, amen? Are you the type of person who is satisfied 
with the things the way they are in your life? Are you the type of person that just takes things as they come and just accept, whether it's punishment, whether it's trouble, whatever the case might be, do you just accept it as it comes? There's a lot of people in this world that are like that. Can you agree? Whatever happens to them, it just happens. I accept the responsibility. I made this error. I'm just going to live my life and just expect, expect to live the same old life that I always lived. That's how some people live their life. Or do you have a hunger to discover your capabilities? Is there something in you that, that hungers to discover what you are good at or what God can make you good at, amen? To discover your capabilities and a passion to do your very best at all that you do. I was talking to Michael. Michael, I know you're not going to be, if I, if I mention this, I promise not to embarrass you. We were talking about, you know, some of the things he does for a living. And, and one of the things Michael told me is he was so encouraged about that, that something he was raised with because of how he was raised that he always tries to do better, always tries to do more for somebody. And unfortunately, in this world that we live in today, it, it's not always when you do something nice for somebody, it, it always comes back to get you somehow. Amen? And that's not with church people. That's not with people you love. I'm not even referring to anything here. I'm just saying, in general, we were sharing some conversation, and some things came up, and we were just talking. We were, we were encouraging one another in business. And it's so true how when you have a passion to do your best, God begins to open up doors in your life. Amen? Because you're not working for you, you're working unto the Lord. And the blessing of God begins to bless and he begins to open up windows of heaven upon your life. Now God has a custom design plan for each and every one of his children in this place tonight. God knows exactly what your desires are. He knows exactly what path you are taking and where you want to be. Amen? But he has specific goals and he knows exactly how he desires you and I to be. That's called our destiny. Amen? He knows what our destiny is, and sometimes we just have to follow in God's ways to know what our destiny really is in life. Hallelujah. God created you to fulfill his unique purpose for your life. Did you know that? He created you to, to fulfill his purpose in your life for him. Isn't that amazing? That when I wake up in the daytime, I'm not, I'm not waking up to please myself. I'm not waking up to, to go do something great to lift myself up. I'm doing it so that God could be lifted up. Amen? God wants the, what does he want? He wants the credit, doesn't he? You know that our God is a jealous God. And so what I'm trying to encourage you about tonight is how we need to, if we want to grow spiritually in our lives, if we don't want to be in the same place we are now, 10 years from now, then there are some things in our life that we are going to have to wake up and, and change in our life. One of the things is we're going to have to have a clean heart. Amen? We have to have a clean heart. That means trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, as the Scripture said this evening. Trust Him. He's your Lord and Savior. That's why we repent. That's why we get right with God, so we can trust Him, so that He can walk with us. Amen? 1 John 1.9. It's a very uh, popular Scripture. We know this one, too. It says, if we confess our sins that he is faithful, hallelujah, and, and he is just to forgive us our sins. And it also says uh, to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all what? Unrighteousness, amen? He will set us free. So the mind is the very central uh, uh, center of our life. How many know that the mind is the most dangerous place in our body? 
the mind. And when the devil gets control of the mind, guess what happens? It begins to eat us up and it begins to tear us down because we lose confidence in who we are in Jesus Christ. Amen? All of our behaviors, every one of our attitudes that we get, or maybe our feelings and our achievements, they stem from how we think. Right here in La Upa, as they say in Costa Rica. Amen? Right here, the brain, the mind. Am I standing here alone tonight, or am I with real people? You get to thinking, don't you? And especially when we mess up, where we get ourselves in this dark closet, and we get this into a place where we start thinking, why did I do that? Why did I, did I say that? How could I allow myself to get into that? How could I be involved in this situation? We all think like this in our lives, amen? So the mind is the very center, the central center of our lives. We must have a clear mind in order to achieve what God desires. You see, you cannot have, uh, uh, you know, one of the things we need to understand is that our thoughts uh, determine the way that we relate to God. The way you think, uh, the way that you say things and and the comments that come from our mouths, uh, they determine the way that we relate ourselves to God. How you interact with people. And ultimately, whether we fail or succeed in life. These things are very important. There's a few things that are very important to have a clear mind. The first is being able to see things as they actually are. We need to be able to see things as they actually are rather than as they appear to be. I ministered a sermon one time. It was titled, False Evidence Appearing Real, which is fear, F-E-A-R. And I even shared it with Pastor Blake. He may have preached it here. I may have even preached it here. I don't know. But it was false evidence that appears to be real. How many know that that is how the devil works? The devil will put something before you to make you believe that it is one thing when it's really something else. You know, they put these magical uh, uh, things on programs on television. And I'm thankful that my family is not a television watching family. Man, I watch sports and I watch uh, um, news channel and that's it. Amen. I don't get into all this drama stuff that goes on and and all these sitcoms and all this perversion that goes on on these TVs. I'm telling you, I cannot handle that garbage. My wife, she's funny. She cracks me up. By the way, tonight, today is our 25th anniversary. Happy anniversary. Amen. Praise God. Paul Platt reminded me this evening, he said, that's the silver anniversary. I was like, don't even bring silver in, in the same conversation. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it's coming quick, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Best 25 years of my life, amen. You need to pray for her, brother. Thank you, Pastor. (laughs) Hallelujah. She's put up with me for a lot of years, amen. But glory to God, she ain't put up with me half as many years as Pastor Andrews has been put up with, amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) I got him back, amen. Hallelujah. God has been so good to us, amen. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for what he's doing in our lives and I just know that, uh, you know, God has a a great plan for us, and uh, 25 years is just a start. Hallelujah, amen? But I'll tell you what, yeah, I'm I'm going for 50. Glory to God, amen? So much of what the world labels as truth, it's a deception. I said what the world labels as truth, it is a deception, but a properly functioning mind is not a misled mind. Did you hear what I said? When your mind is functioning correctly, your mind cannot be misled. 
Your, your path with God cannot be misled when your mind is sharp, when you are functioning the right way you need to function. I could give you the, rece- the recipe for it. It's a real simple recipe. It's be with God all day long. You say, well, I don't know if that's even possible because this guy I work with, I can't stand him. Well, go over to God. If you would just go over there and give him a Holy Ghost handshake, it would change the whole way you think of him. Amen? You say, well, what's a Holy Ghost handshake? Put $10 in his hand. He'd look at you like you're crazy. you say, you know what? Just go get yourself some lunch today. He'd be thinking, man, this guy doesn't like me. Why is he doing this? But see, the problem is, is we don't have a clear mind. We have a muddled mind. We, sometimes we got so much going on in our mind that when we get to where we can be a blessing to somebody, we can't even minister the way we need to minister because of where our mind is at in that very moment. How can we love somebody when our mind is not in the right place? How can we encourage somebody when our mind is not in the right place? How can we love somebody when our mind is not in the right place? How can we worship God when our mind is not in the right place? I said, how can we worship God when our mind is not in the right place? I'm telling you something. If you had a, 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 a really traumatic experience or something that went on in your life, you would learn how to call on God. I, I promise you'd be fast. God forbid, but if you got a phone call that said uh, so-and-so just got in a, an accident or something, I'm telling you what, you turn into a Holy Ghost preaching prayer, prayer machine. Lord God, come on down on me, Lord. It's amazing how it is. You know, when the rent is due, it's amazing how spiritual we get when the rent is due. It's amazing how spiritual we get when there's no food in the refrigerator. Amen? And I'm not talking about anybody in this place today. I'm talking about all of us. Amen? We've been there. And I want to encourage you. Listen, if we want to grow in our lives, we have to have a clear mind. A clear mind, listen to this, it can discern between the will of God and the desire of man. Hallelujah. I said, you'll be able to determine right and wrong. You'll know exactly what's coming next. But it is not possible that God would have a will or plan or purpose for our life and not let us know what that is. He wants you to know his purpose. He wants you to know his will for your life. He wants us to know the joy and the happiness that is coming into your life. Amen? But the truth of the matter is that our mind sometimes is tainted with sin. It's tainted with sin, and and, and God may delay uh, revealing the whole picture until we get our focus back. Until you get your focus back. You get right back to the place where, you know what, now you're strong. You have grown in God, and you are where you're supposed to be spiritually. So many times we get people that come into the church and, and, and they, they need this or they need that and we have the answer for them. But guess what? They're not willing to pay the price. And in a church like this, you get the truth. The truth is ministered from this pulpit every single service, no matter who's preaching. Our pastor, he preaches the fire down in this place. He's pouring his heart out to every single one of us. And who are we to put ourselves above anybody? We should be writing down word for word what is mentioned and spoken into our life so that we can grow spiritually. I don't care how many years. I've been, I've been in the, with this fellowship for 41 years. And I'm telling you what, I'm still learning every single day. Every single day I'm learning more and more and more and more. And I'm not ashamed to say that my wife teaches me a lot. Some of you men, it wouldn't hurt you too much to, to take, take your wife's advice. Amen? You say, well, I ain't, no, ain't going to grow that much. No, 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 that ain't of God. 
Pastor Mario, you don't know what you're saying. You kind of lost your mind for a minute there. Well, you're right. We need to lose our minds sometimes, amen? Throw your mind aside for a moment and, and let your wife speak some wisdom. My Bible says that the woman has more wisdom than I do. I know you all jumped over that page. You all didn't read that one. Amen? <laughs> yeah, they got a lot more wisdom than we got. And you know what? I'm not too proud, proudful to say that. I believe it, and I know it without a doubt, because when we are discouraged, who is your encourager? When you are in trouble, who, is, who, who, who helps you out? When you are sick, men, <laughs> oh, please don't talk to me. I can't breathe. Oh, but when she's sick, baby, I'll turn the lights off, turn the TV off. You just go ahead and sleep in there all by yourself. Bottom line is, we need to have the heart that they have. We come into this church, we need to understand that it is a hospital where people are trying to grow, where people are trying to mature, where people are trying to climb the, the successful ladder, hallelujah, of life, amen, in business, and uh, relationships, and all these things, they really matter in the kingdom of God. You know, God doesn't want a poor church. God wants a, uh, he wants a wealthy church. That's like when Brenda and Paul testified the other night. Man, they were speaking the whole time. I was saying, Lord, I receive it. Hallelujah. Lord, send it on down. Glory to God. I was singing that song to myself. Send it on down. Bring it to me, Lord. I'll take it. Amen. How many want to just walk and, and, and money just follows you? See, the problem is, is we're chasing money. My father-in-law told me years ago, he says, you want to be wealthy? He said, don't chase money. Let money chase you. I said, "Woo! glory to God, where are we going? Don't ever do that again. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not that old. Hallelujah. A clear mind is uncluttered. Hallelujah. I'm glad you all love that one, amen? You got me on Facebook Live too, don't you? You're just beginning to see it now, girl. I'm just kidding. Many have an overload of worthless thoughts. Things you're thinking about and worrying about that aren't even relevant to the life you're living for God. They're worthless thoughts. Oh, and worldly ideas that act as an obstacle in your life. These are thoughts that are way out there. And we're chasing these thoughts and these dreams instead of just letting God speak to you. I was talking to Michael's, McCool's uh, son the other day. Here he is right here in the front row. What's your name, young man? Angel, that's right. He said, Angel McCool. I was talking to him the other day. You know what he told me? He says, I'm writing this stuff down. I'm writing, I'm writing everything down. He pulls out a notebook, and, and uh, he's, he's writing his thoughts down. I told him, you know what, young man? I said, Angel, let me tell you something. People that write books, you know what? We, people think that people that write a book sit down and just write a book. That's not what happens. It's a 30-second thought that they write down in a book, and there's a whole mess of 30-second thoughts in a book, and then one day they sit down, and they begin to put those 30-second thoughts together, and they begin to build it, and they begin to tell a story, and they begin to bring it back from here to there and over there, and all of a sudden, it becomes a book that becomes a top seller. And I told them, don't give up on your dreams. Continue to write those thoughts down because God will pour out his spirit upon your life. And you know what? He will make you rich. 
Because we all have the same inheritance of God. You see, some people say, well, I'm, I'm just not living right. Well, you know what? You, you are a child of God. You have the inheritance. Glory to God. You have the riches of Abraham. Glory to God. We are in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are his children, and he is proud to call us his children. Glory to God. You see, an ungodly television show, all it does is clutter the mind. All it does is destroy the thoughts, and, and it does not encourage obedience or encourage the things of God, but it fills the mind with worldly thoughts. It will tear you up. It will drag you down. No wonder it is called a program. That is just exactly what it is doing to our thinking. It's programming our thinking. It's making you into somebody that you don't want to be. And, you know, we giggle at these songs that have bad words and, and movie programs that have nudity. And, you know, these teenagers are watching stuff and hearing things and seeing things on, on um, I call it, well, I'm not even going to tell you what I call it. But anyways, social media is what I call it in a different word, but I ain't going there tonight, amen? But I'm going to tell you what, you might think you're deceiving somebody, but the eyes of the Lord go to and fro. And whatever's muddling up your mind, I promise you, you will run into that roadblock one day. And if you're not, st you're not stable in this, let me tell you something, you won't be growing, but you'll be shrinking. You'll be, you'll be depleting what God has done in your life already, and it'll be your choice. It's not something that, that God did to you, amen? So we become like an object or like the object of our focus. That's why it's important that our mind remain focused on who God is in our life. It's why we should remain focused on growing spiritually in our life and knowing that one day, not this week, maybe not next week, but the week after, I'm going to be somebody different. Hallelujah. I'm going to be somewhere I'm not right now. I don't want to wake up tomorrow the same as I am today. Some people battle depression all their lives. Let me tell you something. I could be having the worst day of my life and I am still a happy person. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I would love to encourage anybody that's sad because it's just who God's called me to be. But you don't have to battle that oppression. You don't have to go through that, that uh, anxiety and all that depression that the devil puts on you. All this is is the devil has put something on you and he's got your mind controlled. A clear mind, it's active. A clear mind is fruitful. It's very fruitful. And guess what? It moves. It's progressing. It's, it doesn't stop. It, it keeps going. And it keeps going and going. Some people are very passive, just uh, taking whatever is handed to them, just accepting things the way they are. I'm just going to accept it. I'm a loser. I'm this. I'll never mount anything. I'll never be this. I'll never be that. And some people will really just hold on to that for the rest of their life. And they accept it. That is no way to live your life. That is no way to say, I'm, you know, you cannot say that you're trusting God if that is this, the decision that you have made and that is the way you want to live your life. Find out what God wants you to do. Ask God, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? How do you want me to live my life? What do you want me to achieve in my life, God? What do you want me to become? Well, Lord, I gave up my good job, my good paying job, so that I could be here and, and serve you, Lord. I, I gave this up so that I could serve and be here and, and be working for you, Lord. You've got to understand something. Your blessing is coming. 
Your blessing is rolling in, man. I'm telling you what, it's going to be bigger than you can even imagine. And God is preparing you so that you can handle it. God is preparing you. He's building you up. Hallelujah. So you can be there for it. So clear mind is essential, but you'll discover that routine is replaced by, by vibrance, vibrancy, and purpose. A clear mind is controlled by the indwelling Holy Spirit. He enables you to think the way that God thinks. Amen? He enables you to think the way God thinks. How many want to think like God thinks? I want to think like God. I want to be able to plan my day out like God says to plan out my day. Listen, it's really simple. Wake up, talk to the Lord, read your Bible, and get up and do something nice for your wife. Hallelujah. If you're not married, glory to God. Make yourself breakfast. Hallelujah. Go look at yourself in the mirror and say, today's going to be a good day. Hallelujah. Well, I don't have this and I don't have that. Well, get them boots walking. That's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. You got to get walking. You got to get doing something. Don't just lay there and accept the, the, the answer that the world gives you and say, I'm a nobody. No, you are a somebody. Hallelujah. That is one of my favorite sayings when I'm preaching is to say, you are somebody in Jesus Christ. Amen. You might not have the abilities. You might not be the greatest at what you do, but you are somebody in God's eyes. Hallelujah. So the second roadblock is in, it's in the mind. We got to reject wrong thinking. We don't want to be a double-minded person, amen? James 1.8, James 1.8 says their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. You don't want to be that type of person, amen? Compromising all the time, waivers until a person can become a, 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 a reprobate in their thinking. That means that they have sinned against God to the point that they can hardly tell between right and wrong. I want to know what's right and wrong in my life. I don't want to be a two-faced person. I don't want to be one of these people that, that uh, lives one way in church and another way at home. Amen? Listen, these are all great points for us to learn and to grow spiritually in our life and be somebody. You know, when, when, when God calls us, we got to be ready. Amen? How to maintain a clear mind. I'm going I'm to finish with this. Amen? The Bible tells us to renew our minds. And I skipped John 1 5, 1 John 1 5, but it says this God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. In Romans 12 2, it said we're not to be conformed or poured into the world's mold. We're not supposed to be poured into the world's mold. See, we are to let our life be shaped by our Heavenly Father, by His hands. He is the, the potter. Hallelujah, amen. And you and I are the clay. And I'm just about finished here this evening. I'll get that later. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. I'm falling all over the place. But you know what God does? He takes you and He has you in His hand. And He's forming you. And the very moment that we fall over and, you know, all of a sudden we see that the clay is uh, deformed and it begins to fall over and break apart, guess what we do? We give up. We think, you know, there's no more hope for me because I already failed. But I got news for you today. We have to stand strong. We have to stand strong. If we want to be different tomorrow than we are today, 
then we have to allow God to stay at work in our life. We have to receive correction. The stability that comes into our life is through godly people. We don't open our life up for the world to speak into our lives. Sometimes I'll be at a client's home and I'll listen to them talk and I ask them. Once I get to know them, I'll ask them, how did you become successful? Everyone has a story. Everybody has a story. Every person in here today has a story. You say, well, I don't really have a story because I don't have a whole lot of anything. Well, you're wrong tonight. Because what you do have, remember the saying in the Bible, silver and gold have I none? But what I do have, Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. We have Almighty God. And with Almighty God, we don't have to worry about what the world has or what the world is doing. Amen. Listen to this. We just need to understand that as we are in the potter's hands, glory to God, we just need to be obedient to Him and let Him help us to grow. Now, see, we want to be the best, the greatest. I tell my wife, I wake up almost every single day with a brand new invention. And I know they're God. I know God gives them to me. There's no doubt in my mind He gives them to me. But sometimes we try to be the Holy Ghost. Now listen to me carefully here. You can't chase everything and think that it's God because sometimes it's you in the flesh. And you're pushing God. And God says, no, just be still. Just wait. Don't worry. When God blesses, I'm going to share. Hallelujah. Amen. But I know for a fact that I don't have to chase money. God's going to take care of me. God's going to protect me. Why? Because I'm faithful in knowing that I have to grow in Jesus. Listen to me. To maintain a clear mind, the Bible says in Colossians 3.2, set your mind on things above, not on the things that are on earth. As soon as you open your eyes in the morning, yield your life to God. As I've said many times, Pastor Jones said this years ago, consecrate. I consecrate my mind to you, Lord. Before those feet even hit the ground, pray that prayer. Say, Lord, I consecrate my mind to you. Lead me. Guide me by your Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you, every person that's here tonight, you're here in this place. You hear my voice. By this time next year, you could be holding your own Bible studies. You say, well, who am I to do that? Well, we're all nobodies. We fit right in with the rest of the characters in this book. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I, I, I said characters. But I'll tell you one thing. Jesus doesn't want to work with a Judas. Amen? Amen? Now, now, don't get me wrong. Judas, you know, he's welcome to be around, but guess what? He's going to get rebuked. The truth will be told. The bottom line is, we are in a place where we can grow. We are in a place where this Sunday morning service, how many will be here on Sunday morning? Lift your hand up. Whether it's 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And the rest of you, I'm going to come out there and tickle you today. How many, how many are going to be here on Sunday? Glory to God. Okay, okay, I've seen the hands go up. You didn't want to get tickled. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Sunday morning, I want you to bring somebody to church. I don't care if it's somebody you've already brought to church. 
I want you to bring somebody to church. And you want, you want to know what the word grow means? <laughs> You'll see it on Sunday morning. Your life, you begin to read that Bible. Open that book. Read it. I loved it. I gave Jeff a Bible uh, last week, and or on I think it was Sunday. Was it Sunday? And Jeff already coming to me. Man, I loved that Bible. That tells me he'd been in the Word. He's, he's reading his Bible. I mean, th that's wonderful. I'm sure he already read it before I gave him that Bible. There's no doubt he's here. I mean, listen, but we got to read the Word of God. Get it in you. Apply it to your life. And let God begin to work in you. Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes this evening. When we wake up in the morning and we yield our life to God, invite Him to live His life through you. Invite the Lord to live His life through you. Start your day reading off, reading the Bible. Set your thinking in the right direction. This is how you grow. Put on your spiritual armor as protection against the fiery darts of the devil. That's Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. You can read it later. One thing we need to understand this evening is we've been given the capacity to either think good thoughts or evil thoughts. You know, the Lord gave us that free will. You can make great decisions or you can make bad decisions. And that is your responsibility. That's your choice. Not only as a child of God, uh, you have not only the privilege, but the responsibility to make choices that honor and glorify God. And I'm going to leave you with that tonight. I want you to think about this amazing adventure that you're on right now. You don't know what the future holds. You don't know what's coming next. But choosing to obey God will point you toward reaching the wonderful potential that only God can have for you. And all over this place tonight, I'm going to make two separate calls. The first one I want to make is, you're here tonight. You say, Pastor, I'm not right with God. I've got sin in my life. I'm away from the Lord, and I want to be set free tonight. I want to live my life for God from this very moment on. If that's you in this place, all over this place, just lift your hand up. Put it up and put it right back down. I want to pray for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. I promise not to embarrass you. We just want to pray with you that, so that you are right with God in this place. But that decision is yours. You make that call. You can make a good decision or you can make a bad decision right now. How many all over this place? You say, Pastor, I do love the Lord, but I'm away from God right now. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all stand to our feet if we would tonight. I want to make a, a second call. And this second call is you want to reach your full potential in God. You really do. You want to make a fresh commitment tonight to the Lord to say, God, I, I need a fresh commitment. I want to, I want to reach my full potential. That, you, know, you know you have a gift somewhere in your life. Something special about you. 
And you want God to use that. But you need him to help you to grow. To get to that point in your life. How many can be honest and say, I I need growth. I want to grow, amen? I mean, it's so encouraging. We've only been here two months, and I'm looking around, and I'm seeing people that have only been here since we've been here pretty much, and they're worshiping the Lord. They're praising God, man. And I'm telling you what, it's wonderful to be in a place where there's such a hunger for God. And I'll be honest with you, when you come into the house of God, we need to come in here with an attitude that we want to grow. We want more of God. Amen. I want to open up these altars tonight. Just come on down forward, if you would, as we sing a song to the Lord tonight. Let's worship Him and get a hold of God for just a few minutes. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, Go to our website at vwotexas.com.